Where do you meet someone from outer space? Perhaps in the North Woods. Joe Simonton of Eagle River, Wisconsin, spends a yarn about an April morning in 1961. A morning when, he says, he came face-to-face with another world. Uh, right here is where this uh, flying saucer, this UFO, landed. Right here about where I'm standing. And uh, it was a big, huge thing, and uh, I wondered what the heck it was. I was in my kitchen uh, having a bite of lunch. And I turned around, put the dishes in the sink, and I looked out the window. And that's when I first saw this thing coming straight down, just like an elevator. The Defense Commission of these four murders over a 10-day period is one of the worst killing sprees in the history of this state. Skin them sometimes, uh, slit them, slit them all the way open. Uh. I'm here looking for the spirits of anybody that still remains. I have a device in my hand. If you would like to talk to it, please come forward. Tell me your story. Maybe I should have killed four or five hundred people, then I would have felt better. And when I felt like I really offered society something. You are listening to Serial Spirits, the podcast. Guys, welcome to another episode of Serial Spirits, the podcast. It is me, your host, Brendan Shea, and with me, as always, is the beautiful, the lovely... Annie Weebs. How's it going, Shea Bay? We're still in quarantine. We it's, are still here. It's week 794 of quarantine, and we are still here. We haven't murdered each other yet. We hope that everyone listening, um, that you don't have any bodies buried in your backyard, either. Yeah, you know, because we don't want to cover you on the podcast. Yeah. You, you don't want to be a subject of We're going to plead the fifth on that one. So... Today we have a pretty interesting show. I sat down with the one and only hosts of the Unbelievers podcast, and we talked about some crazy alien stories, one of which was, well, two of which were completely ridiculous. And Annie, I know you went over this a little bit and you saw this, and we'll talk about it after you listen to the interview. But uh, yeah, we sat down, I sat down with Russ Ryan, Dre Amora, and Rob Oakey, and we talked about these crazy, creepy stories. So let's get right into it with uh, whatever we're going to title this episode. I don't know, but here's me talking to the Unbelievers. All right, guys, we are back here with the hosts of the Unbelievers podcast. Joining us again to talk about some creepy alien stories. We got Russ Ryan in Louisiana. How you doing, Russ? Hey, Shea Bay. <laughs> in california drea mora hey what's up brendan and are you on long island or are you in back in new york city rob Oki? i am on long island <laughs> theodore don't <laughs> oh, i love it oh, i'm glad you guys glad you guys decided to come back i hope you're all doing well during this quarantine this yeah. sucks i'm ready to throw that th- like pull my hair out of my head <laughs> yeah, I've been you, doing you, all right. And you've got a little, little, little one with you too. So that poor little girl. 
and yeah. she's she's starting to teeth too. She's almost four months old. She's starting to teeth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's I rough. That's it's rough being yeah, a newborn. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's rough, rough cutting being a newborn. <laughs> yeah, I remember those were tough days. Just take we a breath. Have... Don't run out and get a pack of cigarettes or anything. You're gonna be okay. Oh man, no. <laughs> oh, no, man, no, I need no to get cigarettes for this guy. <laughs> <clears throat> so you know, you guys, how how are you spending your quarantine time? Um. Oh. Well, as far I'm, as I am, I'm, I'm working. Yeah, I think we're all working. Well, Rob isn't, but uh, I'm yeah, still working no. kind of more than ever. But That's yeah. right. Yeah, you're a very essential employee. I, on the other hand, am not. I don't consider graphic design to be all that essential that I need to keep going into the office. So I'm actually kind of pissed about it, but thankful to, you know, still have some sorts of whoa, income. Whoa, so. wait. Who's going to make those stay six feet apart little design stickers that are going on <laughs> all the convenience store floors? I don't know, and... like some yeah, fool with, exactly. a, with a Sharpie and, and a piece of paper can do it. It's just like, they just pay me to make stuff look like decent. They don't need me. <laughs> well, you could you could make other stuff too. I mean, they're the, the car companies are making respirator or ventilators and, and plastic face shields. I mean, you could, you can make stuff like that. Instructional yeah, no, they're, they're mostly wa- having me design stuff. <laughs> That's not even the stuff things. that I'm designing. That's the thing that bugs me. It's um, we do we deal with a lot of uh, housing developments and yes, hospitals and stuff too. But like, I've only done like one or two projects so far that had anything to do with this uh, pandemic. Everything else has just been like you know model tour guide and we're open and things like that. Yeah. Well, I so, have to say, I have at least to say, you have a job though. At least yeah, you have yeah. a job though. You know, I'm I'm thankful about that. It's just it's like oh my gosh for the oh, it's something I could be doing remotely, but they're not setting us up with ther- access to the servers. So yeah, come on. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I have to say I'm pretty pretty blessed because I have a state job and right now I work at a college. I'm an electrician at a college and they told us not to come in anymore, but to wake up every morning at our normal time, clock in, and then when we leave, clock out. So, that is Tony awesome. so- who got you this job, like a Tony Soprano type? But yeah, yeah. it's almost, almost hey, kind of like and relax and just watch the, yeah, hey, watch the state job, in. man. It's when you wake job. up, when you wake up, you clock in. When you go to sleep, you clock out. That's your pay. Wasted photo and spiritual cereal. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. I'm lucky because we we talked about it on the show, I think, a couple of weeks ago. And Annie, she works at a hospital and she got furloughed. So she hasn't oh. worked in like two weeks and they're, you know, waiting on unemployment. It's it's just crazy, man. We're living in crazy times and it's just it's it's nuts. Yeah, yeah it really is. But hey, this is how we keep our sanity, right? Doing stuff like this. Yeah, we're podcasting. And today we're going to be talking about some UFO stuff. And I know the first story we're going to talk about was covered on the unbelievable podcast. They did a whole episode on stupid alien stories. And this was one of the stupid (laughs) alien stories, but I came across it because I actually finally saw the video of the guy telling the story. And I was like, Oh, I got to watch this. And then I realized what the story was about. I was like, Oh, this is alien pancakes. And I'm like, (laughs) Let's go ahead and talk about this story anyway. But I wanted to make a quick joke because, you know, I was listening to your newest episode that just came out and I got freaked out towards the end of it because I heard that creepy clip of that little boy saying, Momo, Momo, Momo wants to kill you. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, I I want to know. I think I know the clip you're talking about. You're talking about. um... Momo, Momo, Momo's going to kill you. Yes, that clip. Uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. Were you confusing it with something? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Was it this one? <laughs> not Lyle Blackburn. No, but I mean, <laughs> it, when I heard that, I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And 
it I don't know, dude. YouTube's out of control sometimes with that shit. Yeah, it's yeah. Like that whole almost the whole Momo saga is insane. The whole just all those videos about kids jumping in the trash and killing themselves and stuff. Mm. Oh god. Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to give away too much. You got to go listen to the newest episode of Unbelievers podcast. But they talk about you know Lyle Blackburn and his Momo, and then the the <laughs> creepy inter- creepy internet Momo, and it's two completely different Momo. So let's not get him confused. Yeah, it's yeah. a Momo-thon over there. It's a Momo but... fiesta on that episode. Momo fiesta. After that, no Momo, please. please. Yeah, no Momo. Yeah, we've had enough. <laughs> I really have had enough of that shit. <laughs> so, so let's go ahead and dive into this frying pan of mystery. Do you like that? Frying mm, pan of mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Sounds delicious. We're going to talk about a guy named Joe Simonton, and he is from Eagle River, Wisconsin. Okay, on April 18th, 1961... Three humanoids in a silver craft landed in Eagle River, Wisconsin, and gave him pancakes. Yes, pancakes. (laughs) While in his home, he heard a noise that sounded as if the roof was coming off. As he went to see what the commotion was, he spied an object in his yard. He said it looked as though a trunk was opening on the craft, and as it opened, a small man, about five feet tall, was there holding this jug. He motioned to Joe for what he thought was water. So Joe, being the nice guy he was, went and got him some water. When he returned to the craft with the water, he realized there was another creature and they were cooking something. And he could smell, you know, he's, he's like, oh, that kind of smells like they're, they're frying something up with, with oil. And they gave him what they were cooking and he described it as a pancake. So he took, he took it and he ate it and he said it tasted like cardboard. Yeah. <laughs> and the famous... And the, and and also that there's no details that he he he, he described them as appearing Italian that these look like yes, Italian yes. Italian space they pancakes. said they looked like Italian aliens they were about five feet tall <laughs> he he when he first describes these aliens he's saying they were tiny and I'm like oh tiny and then he says five feet tall I was like well that's only five inches taller than me yeah. so <laughs> yeah really that makes me feel really like tall because I'm a couple inches taller than five feet but cool I, I'm a little person I think he's a but... pretty big guy he's a pretty big yeah. guy I, I love his like Yelp style review of the pancakes though how they're they're <laughs> yeah. cardboard. Like you don't want to see this guy's other reviews. If you think that's bad, you should see his his whole Yelp review list. <laughs> so after he he deta- he tasted these pancakes, the creatures left him. So you know, they, I think they gave him four pancakes, and he put them. He saved them. He put them in this little container. So what did he do? He called the Air Force, and they sent out Rob Oakey's buddy, J. Allen Hynek, <laughs> and he he talked to Joe, and he took the pancakes for testing, and they were found to be made of flour, sugar, and grease. But they were also rumored to be made from a flower of an unknown type. And I don't know how true that is. That's just Hmm. a rumor that was circulating around this story. But this is one of the most bizarre stories, I think, in UFO lore, especially being from, you know, Wisconsin. I don't really haven't really read too many stories from Wisconsin about alien. No, no. I don't think a lot of people in Wisconsin have seen aliens or either in the 60s, maybe not even anybody non-white that he described him as. I think that's what Italians look like. So his descriptions (laughs) could be way off. He doesn't have a lot of things to compare these aliens to. And another thing I remember is that he he also that the when Jay Allen Heineken as uh, (laughs) as our our buddy in Pascagoula likes to call him. That they came back as he tested his buckwheat pancakes too. I thought, yeah, yeah the guy yeah. at the end of the video says that they have like at, after there's a whole uh, a whole scene of of the guy. What's his name again? The the main character Simonton. here, Joe, Simonton. Joe, 
Joe, Joe, yeah. So Joe tells the whole story, and then immediately afterwards, they cut to like this uh, government worker saying uh, the pancakes were all tested, and they are pure uh, buttermilk pancakes or something like that. They're uh, or what were they? Buckwheat, 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 buckwheat. Cardboard. I'm sure, cardboard was part of that filler. Yeah, and flour. I wanted to say thanks, Brendan, for sending the video of it. It's a very short video of of his his firsthand testimony, and he had a pancake in his pocket. He had one of them still. He's like, I yeah, got no, it right he, here. He, like he, he kept pulled, it for yeah, safekeeping. He, he pulls he's out like, this little plastic container. He pops it open, and he holds up this. Like it, it doesn't look like your typical pancake. It looks like they just threw batter on the frying pan. Yeah, but, yeah. but he had it. Yeah, he had cookies. One. How long yeah. did he wait to eat it? Because maybe has the Yelp review that Rob's talking about might be a little accurate. I don't know if I'm eat. If I see a guy in a spaceship, I don't know if I'm eating that right away. Um, if I was hungry, I, I really would. I just love the thought of like pure polite. <laughs> I love the thought of like taking a peek into the spaceship through the little doorway, and you there's just a kitchen there. And they're just cooking like no, they were cooking an alien outside. with a chef hat, just making pancakes for the squad. It's just a, it's an image. Well, it's, <laughs> like it seems almost rednecky in itself in that they're like the first off, the aliens have a jug. Why, by space aliens yeah. have something that he would recognize as a jug. I'm picturing what like it's like, it's got three X's across of it and a little loop at the top that he <laughs> yeah. can hold it in. And yeah. then but he says he goes and gets water, and then when he comes back, one of them's out there. So they're already like setting up like barbecue style in the guy's backyard. Like, <laughs> yeah. all right, we're they're just like, gonna be here a while cooking. We might as well. well the, we're parked. The funny, so. the funny thing is, is too, it's like it's the sign of the times. Every time they describe one of these alien stories, is like, well, from the '60s, you can tell it's almost the same technology. But he seems like he lives, you know, in the middle of nowhere in the in the sticks, and he has to go down the basement to pump water to give them yeah, water. That's, what, that's what he says. Too. He goes down basement, so it's like, you know. Yeah, there's a well down there. They've got a well, he, yeah. yeah. And he's describing these aliens as if they're from the sticks, too. You know, it's weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's almost if maybe he emptied a jug of something and then just the neighbors came by. But it's, <laughs> it's ah, gotcha. such an awesome detail that the aliens wanted water. I've never heard of aliens just want, wanting some water before. That's a new thing, except for Men in Black, that one scene, which I think oh, yeah. Brian and Phoebe might have brought it up on the Unbelievable podcast that... Uh, that's the only other time I think that I've ever heard of an alien just showing up and asking yeah. for water. Well, he needed for his radiator in the UFO. And like, that's what <laughs> makes me. It's very like rednecky already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you actually, you, if you think about this, I mean, it is ridiculous. It is the guy seems completely blown away that you know this? He's convinced that this happened to him. The testing proves that he's full of shit. You know what I mean? He's like, it's just it's regular, yeah. regular pancakes. Well, yeah. or we don't yeah. know if they were just assembling the ingredients through different people. Like, we need flour at one stop. You know, we need butter. True. We need, a, a, we need a grill. <laughs> I really no, hope I, that this, I hope this turns up in an episode of Project Blue Book. I haven't finished the series yet, but I hope that that Joe shows up with his pancakes on that show. I don't You're know if the writers of that show, the writers of that show are like, really? Do we have to do the pancake thing? Well, know. we can make it interesting. We can it's make Jay, it. Like, can we? It's Jay well, Alamine's story, man. So it's part of it. It's possible. So let's, yeah. so let's talk about that for a second. Cause he's mentioned, you know, here, he actually is the one that comes out and talks to Joe Simonton. Do you like that show? Do you think cause I, you know, the stories that I've heard about it, especially the Kentucky goblins ones, like it's like not, accurate all the way uh see it, it's a little bit it embellishes some things and there's definitely uh parts of it that you could tell are not fully true but uh 
it's a cool representation of what was going on with Jay Allen Hynek at the time. For it's kind of feels like uh, to me when I right? watch. Well, not even that. It feels like X-Files. it feels like a UFO version of Mindhunters, kind of. That's what I get oh, from okay. it. Yeah, they, yeah, it's yeah, all about it, it's all about them developing the term UFO and very much how in Mindhunter it's about them developing the term serial killer. Um, so it's it's kind of that's the best thing I could relate it to is it's it's like a UFO sci-fi version of Mindhunters. Well, because I you know I I started watching the first season of it and when they did the Flatwoods Monster episode too, like they made the like the description of the Flatwoods Monster and that was nothing like they described it in the actual story. Like the even the drawings they showed in the show were like that doesn't look anything like. <laughs> We've seen a million yeah. T-shirts of Mothman fast. We know what this thing looks like. Yeah, they some there's some things that they missed the missed the mark on, but I think in general it's it's a pretty good show. It's worth watching. Yeah, I wish I had time to watch actually good stuff, but we do a podcast <laughs> where we talk about bad stuff most of the time. <laughs> yeah, the bad stuff takes up a lot of our schedule, so it's yeah. it's a sacrifice we're willing to make, I guess. So yeah, I wanted to bring you guys on because we we're going to talk about some crazy you know stories, and the main reason that I looked up some of these stories is because Annie had never heard you know especially the the alien pancake story, and it's kind of sad that. <laughs> She couldn't join us for this little get together here, but you know, you guys heard her at the beginning of the episode. She she was here for the intro, but uh, we got a teething baby as we talked about in the beginning, so she's up there with her. Uh, she's ready yeah, for yeah. buckwheat pancakes. Make them extra she, greasy, extra yeah, greasy she's, Italian style space pancakes. And that's kind of that's kind of why I'm kind of sad she's not here. I mean, we needed that recipe. I bet if you just put enough maple syrup on them, they're probably not that bad. <laughs> I agree. You know, I've I've had some pretty garbage food before in certain diners and stuff. So it's like, yeah, I would try the aliens pancakes. I'm not lying. Yeah, uh, least syrup makes everything better. You know, I'm willing yes. to guess the next house stop was for syrup, and that just Joe was just not a part of that. <laughs> he, he, they're like, yeah, we'll leave you some of this. Here you go. Like they left some batter for the person before. Like you just get water. <laughs> That's not a bad idea though to go and source it from multiple people because how annoyed is somebody going to be if you show up at their house and you're like, hey, I need all the ingredients to make these pancakes, please. Hey, you know, you know what? Rory probably would like if the consistency of cardboard because they like that that you know that hard stuff when they're teething. So oh, we yeah. could probably make these and not even put just you know cardboard. It tastes like cardboard. So just dip the, the cardboard in syrup. Still and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know the recipe. You can make them. Just do it. Give it a shot. See what happens. Try it. I'll, I'll let you guys know what happens. What pans out. Excellent. <laughs> pans. Out of all the things that aliens would <laughs> you eat, got you got the joke. <laughs> <laughs> out of all the things that aliens would eat, would you have ever said pancakes? There's a few. I would have said maybe a leaf. I or was going to say a leaf or some kind of salad. Yeah, or at least some sort of salad, maybe, or maybe a cow. You know, they like cat. Like, they sushi? abduct cows. Yeah, you know, sushi or yeah, some. I don't know. Not pancakes though. That would have been the bottom of my list of guesses. It just takes so long. You think they would just eat stuff that's like I don't know, sourced immediately from the whatever planet they're on? Like yeah, weird. I think vegetables. I, I think it's more a study of like uh, what people maybe certain regions were eating. Maybe they were going down different parts of the country. Like all right, in the Midwest parts, we'll take the cows. We'll see this. We'll uh, we'll go take some. Uh, we'll, we'll abduct some crawfish from the swamps. Yeah. Try that. Well, at no it point did they get a burger. Sense. It would have made more sense in Wisconsin if he came down and been like, "Can you go ahead and churn me some cheese?" Yeah, <laughs> really. that's not what happened. That's not what happened. It was pancakes. Well, we do well, have a story. Aren't smart. <laughs> they seem dumb. So. I remember a story of a uh, basketball star, uh, Baron Davis, being abducted after visiting in and out burger. And um, so maybe oh, there's yeah. your burger case right there. I'm trying to True. equate burgers and aliens. And it, it didn't take till the until uh, just a few years ago for that to happen. <laughs> well, hey, I, I, at least they got the burgers at some point. You know, they had to come around to it eventually. So 
Yeah, and in and out. I mean, I still haven't had in and out burger. I've been hearing how what? great that is for years. We don't Never have it down here. Either. Never oh tried. Oh my it. gosh, that's right. It's but you were in California for a while, right? So I didn't know how awesome it was then. I didn't. Oh didn't man, bother to test you, it out. Done messed up. Um, well, hey, if we do end up going to the Mothman Festival, if that all ends up working out, then I will freeze a double double for you, and I'll get over. Sounds hey, there, hey, there's one in Cincinnati, Ohio. I can tell what? you that. Yeah. Really? And yeah. And I oh. actually I've had In N Out Burger in California, so yes. and I've had oh. I've had Wiener Schnitzel too. That's my favorite hot dog place. Of all really? Time. No, I've been really? There. Yeah, I've been there. That's interesting. I mean, I guess there's not a whole lot of like chains of hot dog places out here, but I mean hot dog on a stick and you gotta try pinks when you're out here again. See, this was a missed opportunity for you guys, Brendan, when uh, when Annie was pregnant, because we started going off on a tangent, finding all the different haunted fast food places. There's haunted Wendy's. There was a demon in McDonald's. <laughs> remember that? We've, we've been finding a lot of weird cases involving fast food places and spirits and demons. So, hey, you, maybe you guys can run with that one. Yeah, do that. That'd be, I would love to hear that. Something to look into. <laughs> Send us your stories. Yeah. So the next, the next story we're going to get into. Okay, the next story we're going to get into is from right here in West Virginia, and it's called Three Football-Sized UFOs. This is from the MUFON website, by the way. <laughs> almost, almost heaven in West Virginia, the haven of high strangeness, home to the Mothman Bigfoot and the Flatwoods Monster. This state is not new to the strange lore of paranormal phenomena, so why are we still not talking about how normal it is to see strange things in the night sky? At 10 p.m. on October 12th, fuck, I fucked that up. At 10 p.m. on October 12th, at the coal plant along Winifred Hollow Road near Marmot, West Virginia, 10 witnesses reported watching three triangle-shaped UFOs the size of football fields silently move across the sky. The witness claimed that the plant was down for shift change and that there was no noise anywhere. Me and nine other guys had just finished doing pipe repair, and we're standing outside leaning against the trucks. One of the guys pointed up to the sky and said, what is that? I don't have a good West Virginia accent. That's why I wanted Annie to read it. But <laughs> split across the sky. Okay, sorry. <laughs> they said the object was outlined in white lights the size of a football field. It was 300 to 500 feet above them. It made no noise. When it disappeared over the trees, another showed up the same size and shape. And then another. This all took place in a matter of 15 minutes. The men were left in amazement. Yeah, so what about that story, guys? So I I do like this story, and this happened. This is very recent, right? This was about 2014 when this happened. Yeah, this is 2014. Yeah, I've heard I, some I, similar things like that. That it seems it's common enough that multiple people have corroborated the same story. Like not just, I mean, it's good that they had multiple witnesses here, but that this kind of thing tends to happen. Um, I've I've been hearing similar descriptions just you know over the it, years. It's well, that's a lot why like I'll, the I'll, classic. The classic Phoenix Lights case a lot. Um, yes. Seeing large triangular objects in the sky. This is being multiple of them. And but but just seeing in a now you know you might know that vicinity a little better. Is this? These are coal mine workers. They are they did they ever uh, say whether they worked underground or above ground? Is that known? Yeah, they were working above ground because they were they were welding pipes together outside, I guess, for to bury in the ground because that what they do with these big gas lines is they weld them and as and then they stick them in the ground. So they're big, wow. huge, gigantic pipes that run, you know, through West Virginia. Oh. But I wanted to get you guys' take on this because me and Annie have talked about this a lot. When we had Connor Randall on, we kind of, you know, talked to him a little bit, got his opinion on what he thought. But MUFON says that on a scale of their, I think it's called the UFO alert rating system, West Virginia is number four. 
Wow. Now, speaking of the coal and the natural resources, the fossil fuels, is could that be a reason why these things are seen in this area so much because we have all these these natural resources here and that's something that they're into? Um, I think so. Like I, that seems to be a trend where there's hot spots on um, whether it's of paranormal activity like, you know, ghosts and hauntings or when it comes to things like this that, you know, the idea is that certain spots of the earth act not, some people say a portal, but I don't really believe it's that so much as, yeah, there's just a higher concentration of, uh, of different, you know, minerals that either they want to use as a resource or that just, uh, uh, gives off a certain energy. Yeah. Well, that's what they say. A lot of like the stone that's actually underneath some mm-hmm. of these buildings is like infused with energy or can somehow channel energy through it. And, uh, that's why you get some of these weird things happening. And that's why the star people in the mountains in, uh, Arizona and New Mexico and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the attraction to these interesting environmental places, um, you know, there's something, there's something about those areas. I think that attracts these, these, these creatures or these craft, whatever they exactly are. Hi, this is Kamil from, I don't know the podcast. Are ghosts real? I don't know. What are UFOs? I don't know. Are witches sexy? Maybe. I don't know. Listen to I Don't Know the Podcast every week to find out what else I don't know about all sorts of things. So Annie, guess what? What, I just got off the phone with Mike Diamond, you know, Mike Deli Meats. Deli Meats. Yeah, and he just told me that we have a Patreon set up. We do have a Patreon. 100%. Hot diggity dog. And we are so excited to be part of this Patreon with ParanormalWarehouse.com because guess what? You can get our podcast exclusively a week early before everybody else gets to hear it. And that's pretty sweet. Not just can you get Serial Spirits a week early, you can get all the shows that Paranormal Warehouse has to offer, plus all kinds of Paranormal Warehouse merch that is not available to the public. Patreon.com forward slash Paranormal Warehouse. Guys, this is where it's at. Live out your best quarantine days watching Paranormal Warehouse. You won't regret it. Alex King from the American Ghost Hunter Show, he just got a sweet Serial Spirits tank top. And let me tell you what, his nipples do hang out of them. His nipples have never looked better. So become a patron today. Go to patreon.com forward slash paranormal warehouse. Get our show a week early with some other cool stuff. You are listening to Serial Spirits, the podcast. And so, yeah, again, this was in 2014. I've read quite a few articles about this. And the one sticking point a lot of people have with this is that these guys didn't take out their their cell phones and take any pictures or film or even um, even call anyone to let them know this is happening. It seems like they were. I mean, I can understand being awestruck by it. But uh, 10 guys leaning against a truck, you would think they would um, they would get their cell phones. Uh, Yeah, that's a good point. 
True, true, and but could be they might have been doing something they weren't supposed to be doing too, and they want to be on camera doing it. Oh no, yeah, maybe. Or maybe they didn't yeah. have smartphones, you know. Yeah, maybe they That's... still had a flip phone. Oh yeah, I right. You know what? It, on it, as long as I could. <laughs> you know what I was gonna say? It it might have just been a, a situation where they just had a shitty phone camera. They had a shitty phone camera. Twenty four perfect, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are working, I, I think, because um, I've have seen some people come to their defense and say there's no footage of this because there are certain rules when you work in a mine, be it underground or above ground. There are certain rules about keeping your phone on you while you're working. So maybe these guys just finished. Maybe they have a locker. They didn't get there. So I don't mm. I don't think that that can be used against this specifically if these guys were just hanging out maybe but in a work environment in a mine i do see a lot of people bringing up that it is against regulations to have a phone oh, okay well, there you well, go. Uh, well like i said in the beginning of the the description though too it's it's weird that people haven't realized begun to realize that this is a normal a normal thing that happens in this area i mean you see so many strange things it could have just been like oh you know uh, uh, guys you guys see that up there yeah it's kind of weird huh let's get back to welding true yeah. and it's not two like, yeah, guys right. it's not two guys getting high or anything after or i don't know getting some kind of after effects some kind of gases or anything i mean t t nine or ten guys that's a lot of people that is really remarkable as a very big sighting that's why these kind of that's why this case uh gets news in the first place to get that many people coming forward i would like to see more of them. I, mean, I haven't never seen any video of these guys speaking or anything i would i, would, I am very curious about the, the the gentlemen themselves you know, that this happened to it makes me think about cristo um cristo rapolo the man curse of the man who sees ufos a little bit because he sees this kind of stuff like on a regular basis and the way he does is he signals for them like he calls them with a flashlight and these things show up and create these figures in the sky for them. Um, and it just makes me wonder, like, if there's, you know, somebody, is there other people signaling these things possibly? And and that's why maybe. these formations happen places or maybe, like, accidental these signals guys are welding from, from Earth. These guys you know? are welding, right? Yeah, welding maybe, is, maybe they're just interested yeah. in those lights. That's yeah, true. like, if, if it's if it's like just a physical thing where they're actually like seeing these lights from from above or if it's more of a, a psychic thing, I guess it would be different if if the person is having a psychic connection to these UFOs. But um, it just makes me I'm going to take wonder and connect with my spirit brothers real quick. And yeah, and this happens. Yeah, kinda. yeah, let's FaceTime with the aliens. Sorry, I mean, I really yeah. do think in a lot of instances, I really think that it is uh, curiosity. And then like we mentioned before, just certain um, concentration of uh, natural resources that you know they could use like maybe you know it could be that just some type of soil is like super like a, like oh wow this is exactly what we need to fuel our ship or what have you um, it's 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 funny rob it's funny you mentioned you know the flashlights because uh that's one of the things john keel talks about in the mothman prophecies is he used to sit there across the river when he was, you know, doing the investigation in, in Point Pleasant and he would sit there and he would signal these things that they would see floating above the Ohio River and he would, you know, do the SOS thing at them. And he said they would flash back at him that same yeah. signal that he was sending the, the the things that he was watching in the sky, the lights he was watching in the sky. So it's, it, you know, that's a possibility. Yeah. People Long laugh. History. Yeah. People laugh at some of these guys, but then when stuff happens, they have no answers for how 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 they're getting these these things to happen in the sky. So I don't know. I, I really don't know what to think. I think it could be a mixture of both like psychic energy and also uh, physical. You know, the physical properties of the light and using the flashlight in a in a particular way, creating patterns. Um, but whatever it is, I think there might be something to that. 
Yeah, and yeah. This is one of those cases. I, it's maybe it's just me, but anytime I hear about giant triangles in the sky, I'm I'm never going to rule out that this is some kind of military craft. Um, something we've heard about a long time. Giant, silent, triangular shaped ships flying low above the ground. Um, Sometimes they're so big, though. Like they look like a. They would be like the size of a star destroyer. You know, like from Star Wars. Oh in yeah. The sky. And don't you think Seen that it. they would? I mean, the United States is so expansive, seeing as how we've got Area 51 and it's out in the desert. Like, don't you think they would be testing all that shit out in a, like, way less populated area? Like, that just doesn't have people yeah, around Yeah, see, that's, that's the thing, though. West Virginia is so sparse where people are. I mean, it's, it's, it's a bigger state than what you realize. And I haven't lived here. You know, I've lived here a year, but I've been coming down here for the last two years. And it's just, it's so big, and you don't realize how big it is. But the, the population is so densely everywhere. You know what I mean? You, you can go to a town, and there's probably six people you know what I mean? In this little tiny yeah. area, just because there's so the mountains are everywhere. And that's one of the things that is talked about, too. They talk about it in, you know, the Mothman prophecies. They talk about it in the secret cipher of the Euphonauts, that book that Indrid Cole says that that's why he was living in the area he was living is because it's in the mountains and he can hide. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. so many places yeah. that you can hide. So, it, I mean, that might have true. something to do with it, too. Attractive so they probably were super. Yeah. Go ahead, Russ. Also a great testing ground, um, and you may, I know the desert itself is good, and I'm not ruling out any kind of, uh, of course, this would be an, an alien tech working hand-in-hand hand with uh, with our government, maybe, for these kind of ships, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, it's like you had said before, too, it's like, if if we have talked with or um, encountered aliens before, which we have, you know, like the, the government has, you know, alluded to it and been like, hush, hush, nope, we totally did do that, but we know they have then, yeah, they could be, you know, not just developing our, our own, but maybe just experimenting with other, you know, extraterrestrial technology that we have had our hands on. Yeah, it's, it, you know, and, and I wanted to, to say what Russ said earlier. It's hard to discredit 10 people coming forward and, and saying they saw the same thing. You know, it's it's one thing to be like one or two guys. Ah, yeah, they could have been, you know, high, but that many people is a lot. And especially in West Virginia, it's one of them areas where, and to bring up the Mothman again, that's why it was so credible that, that they, these stories were coming forward is because these people don't talk about this stuff down here. It's something that's not, you know, they, they don't want to be looked at as, oh, that guy's a freak because he saw an alien, you know what I mean? So they don't talk mm-hmm. about it. But these They're all coming forward saying, we saw something we can't explain. And to me, that's why I think it's it's legit, too, is because the reputations that people hold, you know, they don't believe in that kind of stuff, but they're saying something they can't explain. And so... Yeah, yeah. That, if anything, that lends the most credibility. And you know the fact that their their names aren't listed. It's like what I always say: if they're putting themselves out there because of attention and fame that they want, you know, I'm going to believe more the stories of people who are either saying it anonymously or that we just don't have the info on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't the, uh, the Travis Walton situation where there, there's one person you can focus. <laughs> no, well, you could focus on anyone because that was also hey, a large group of people with the yeah, sighting. Most of them say, came forward. All those I'm not saying that's not credible. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it is a similar situation, but there's no abduction involved. Just these large triangular well, what about, crafts. What about the Ariel School? You know, like the uh, the school in Zimbabwe, mm-hmm. where like we did a whole episode about how there was a whole school of kids that saw. An alien. Yep. They saw a spaceship land yeah. and aliens get out of it. And yeah. they all gave, you know, similar descriptions to what they saw. And they never s- were laughing about it. It wasn't a funny thing. Um, it was very serious the way that they spoke about yeah. it. And uh, even just, you know, now thinking about it, I-, I still can't wrap my head around what they saw and-, and what they described. And it's 
that kind of stuff, when there's a group of people, it's it's kind of undeniable. You know, there's no way that a whole group of people are going to team up together and start some sort of mass lie and be able to keep the story straight. Yeah, there's no yeah. game in this one at all. Think about it, these guys are all at work. It's a, They're not trying, you know, this is not going to look good on your permanent record, I guess, if you're working in the, in this coal mine or that you, you're you seeing these kind of things. So they, they had more to lose than to gain, it seems, by coming yeah. forward. Right, right. I'll agree with that. Like, I... I tend to have like a, a decent, you know, bullshit meter. Uh, it's sometimes it doesn't work. But yeah, when I was, you know, going over this story, it's definitely like nothing. I wasn't getting any kind of black flags about it. I, I totally believe them. Yeah, it's not like the thing landed and handed them pancakes or anything. right? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and, and true. No, nobody was crying either. So, yeah, right. <laughs> Honestly, though, somebody was crying. I would be more inclined to believe them because they got shook. All right, so I got one more story, and I saved it for last, and I didn't send you guys' link to it because I wanted to surprise you. But I found this article about this creature in Texas, okay? And the article goes, the article headline is, Mysterious humanoid cat-snatching creature spotted running wild and attacking children in Texas. Oh, my God. Wow. So and this was the only story I could find on this thing too. After I found this article, I did a little more research and I couldn't find anything else. Like the only thing I found on YouTube was some British woman reading the article that I found. Huh, really? Oh. So, it's a mysterious creature has been terrorizing people in Texas. It has been described as a monkey by some, a chimpanzee and also, get this, in quotes, anything possible. The creature has been spotted. The, the creature has been spotted the most in the city of Santa Fe, which is in Galveston County, Texas. A witness claiming to have seen this thing snatch a cat. So snatched a cat. It ate my cat. The idea that monkeys was the cause of this incident was totally ridiculous. Maybe not. <laughs> Does this but, thing have yeah, a name this, yet? Or is um is it of alien origin or is this a mysterious cryptid? Does it have any kind of name yet? Well, the first report came from a woman named Patricia de la Mora. She might be related to Drea. Yeah, that's how that works for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I that's mean, so and I wouldn't put that it was, past it. That was the other reason I was like, holy shit, there's a Mora in this episode or in this <laughs> story. I have had people ask me that, too. They're like, hey, I, I know somebody named, you know, like something, something de la Mora. Is that are they related to you? I'm like, well, I mean, maybe if it was just Mora instead of de la Mora, but... I don't know. I mean, that's I have an ancestry kit. Uh, I need to do that and see where my family <laughs> is. <laughs> Maybe they're well, seeing monsters in Texas. Well, your yeah. claim to your family's fame may be this woman, Patricia, who she claimed she saw there was some kind of primate causing havoc on a nearby street. She had been woken up around midnight by thunder and lightning. After her husband refused to look outside, she decided to have a look herself. She opened the curtain <laughs> and was... And, and was, as she described, paralyzed by fear. She saw a giant monkey, but of course it was gone by the time the police arrived. Hmm. So the wow. next day, the next day, police received another call from a woman who spent 20 minutes hiding in her car after she saw an ape-like creature lurking around. More neighbors in the area began coming forward, claiming they had seen a monkey, some claiming it was attacking their children, and others say it was stealing their cats. So what, what about that story? Oh, I don't... I, I think I hate he ate it. my cat. There it is. Exactly. <laughs> um, I hate that because I like cats. Most cats. Did you? Did somebody whisper Momo? It got. It, it wasn't was, me. It was carrying a. It was carrying a dead dog. A dead oh, dog. Oh no. <laughs> um, dead yeah. dog. I'm not a fan of something that's going to go around killing cats. A dead dog. 
a TED talk. <laughs> so this thing's kind of like Elf then. I, no, I, I found the, this. I found this I story. Chupacabra found vibes, nothing. man. Well, yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking too when I saw because they the one lady described it lurking, Chupacabra. and how she described it lurking was like that kind of sounds chupacabrish. But they're describing it as a monkey, so that's like Bigfoot. That's like a Bigfoot thing where it's people bi- say yeah, it's bipedal, right? Bipedal, bipedal. I don't know. But how to it's not even a mo- like a monkey is different than an ape. A I monkey mean, would have a tail. Yeah, I've 100%. seen some. Yeah, there's been some recent video um, of a sighting of a mysterious creature, a monkey-like creature without a tail, uh, running around on all fours. This is a very recent story. Mm. I'll uh, I'll send you a link on the video for that, Brendan. But that kind of sounds like a lot what you're describing right here. Yeah, and someone actually did cite recent. it. Yeah, well, remember remember what they said about the chupacabra? They said they could be vicious monkeys or could be tigers. So it's yeah, yeah, very similar. Very similar. I don't similar think it's a tiger. Report. I don't think it's but a yeah, tiger. Yeah, it's it's situation. that monkey thing. Um, because a lot of people, you know, when they're in the heat of the moment, or they're, they're still just kind of like you know rattled by their experience, they're not really going to have the best. Uh, they're not going to choose the best words to describe things. Or you know, some people are kind of just dumb. So. I just think that if they're describing, if one person says monkey and the other person says ape, it's definitely there's, you know, a Venn diagram of descriptions that comes together that, from, okay. A familiar, a familiarity. That yeah, there it's is, primate like, yeah, primate it's on two feet. Yeah, He's lurking like, around the property. What's he doing? Why is he looking in the cats, windows? Dude. He was looking for cats. He's, he's no, eating cats. And ter- he's terrorizing children. Like, there's, why would you attack cats and then terrorize children? Like, that Give makes me your no cats, sense. children, because <laughs> yeah. the children have cats as pets. So, <laughs> I don't know. I, that's what freaks me out. It's targeting cute animals and cute little kids, and that's uh, that's not allowed. This is a Texas Momo. You brought in the in the you know Missouri monster be uh, Timo, the Texas monster. <laughs> I think so, the lack the lack of more stories about it is probably a good thing, though. Well, yeah. the crazy thing think is, it, it is, is like is a the, chimp or something. I mean, are chimps known to eat cats, though? Because I they mean, eat of course, each other's faces. Yeah. The thing about this this town, the San San Fe, Texas, it was rocked by uh, a school shooting not long after these sightings were were coming out. So maybe that kind of overshadowed everything else in this realm of you know we're, we're in this quarantine right now and we got blessed with the greatest jewel ever in tiger king you mm. know and it really brought out the full frontal that people own these exotic animals so is it possible that somebody does own monkeys and that the monkey escaped and it's just yeah, terrorizing it's true or somebody Actually, was playing or somebody's playing jumanji i don't know oh. Yeah. I really hope that that's not the case. But you do bring up an interesting point. And that reminded me of uh, Jesse Ventura's whole thing with the manimal. Like, are people just modifying, you know, primates of some kind? And, like, one got a taste for cat blood. Could be. It's possible. Uh, and it's possible. You bring up, up Tiger King yet? That, that is kind of where my mind went as well. Just the idea of all these people with these zoos. And who knows? Some people might just have let some of these things out. Uh, not wanting to take care of them or not having it in them to kill them. Or just saying, hey, go out for a little while and come back. Yeah, or it could have just you. escaped. Could it, Like a monkey could just break out. Monkeys are pretty smart. So who knows? It's possible. There's a video yeah. I saw. It's Monkeys definitely could do some damage to a cat. I saw a video of like a raccoon that got into a monkey cage at a zoo. Oh this no! Monkey, this monkey just grabs this this raccoon and tosses him. He's fine, but he throws this raccoon probably like a good 10, 15 yards, just very easily. So, which is, which is some because raccoons pound for one of the toughest animals. Yeah, 
They yeah, they the are. Raccoon, they're they're nasty. The raccoon shakes it so up. I think he's all right. Pick up a raccoon, throw him. Yeah, just <laughs> toss them. I imagine. Toss. I can only imagine what it what it would do with a cat. You know, there's um, no rules I think... that say uh, a chimp can't play football. Sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I wonder if we're we're thinking about the same video. If I might have seen the same video that you're talking about, but it, I thought it was a cat. That the, it was a chimpanzee, and it's like in the. I don't know. That's they're like on a no, rock, and then he puts it by like the tail and flings it. I'm gonna send you that. Awesome. It's pretty funny. I think this is <laughs> what are you guys just watching cartoons. I don't know if you've. Actually... It could <laughs> be. I was like, uh, do you know what real TV, what real videos are? No, I, yeah. it might have been a cartoon. I'm sorry. I think this is just some rabbit hole YouTube shit that we're we've gone down, and yeah, it's they're they're out there. Monkeys will mess up some animals. There's videos yes. on, on YouTube. They're That's very just violent. I, yeah, so I'm gonna knows, say. I'm going to say it probably is something that somebody had as a pet and it escaped. Yeah, this is one of the first times where we can actually say that, too, with a straight face, I think. Uh, <laughs> it feels like every every story tries to get debunked with uh, either monk- monkeys or vicious tigers. And it always seems that that is the most ridiculous uh, way to go, especially Kentucky <laughs> Goblins, Virginia. I think of quite a few other ones. That uh, but this time, yeah, this just does sound more more earthbound. Yeah. We'll have to, to call in experts like Joe Exotic to come in and tell us. Oh yeah, yeah, that that's a monkey. <laughs> that's bubbles I'd, too. I would believe it coming from that man. I think he's you know, a little busy. He's a little bit busy right now, but I'm sure you probably get. Uh, what's the other guy who runs the place now? Um, oh Jeff man, Lowe. Jeff Lowe. Jeff I'm Lowe. sure you could get Jeff Lowe, man. Jeff Lowe is out there doing a lot of press, so. <laughs> We bring that up. I mean, me and about it a couple episodes ago on the show, but yeah, I, I heard you ask us what we think of Tiger King. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, we can that's, take it that's that. what I was asking. Okay, Rob, why don't you take it first, and I'll, I'll, I'll we'll me and Drake okay. pop in after. Okay, all right, uh, yeah, dude, Tiger King is is definitely. I understand why America loves it so much. It's completely fascinating. Um, Joe Exotic is a piece of shit. It's pretty clear. Um, that the dude's a total piece of shit and kills animals and stuff. Uh, but he's entertaining. I will say he's fun to watch. Um, but I, yeah, the, the story's crazy. Carol Baskin's totally murdered her husband. Check the cesspool. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm just, I, I, I loved it. I couldn't wait for the next episode every time I was watching. It. I, uh, I'll agree. I, I really liked it as well. I mean, the, the, most of them are very deplorable people in there, but I, I'm not saying uh, Joe Joe Exotic is a full hero. He's very close, though. If he, without all the uh, animal murder, <laughs> would be very very close. He's just a little larger than life in in a in a in a fun way, but then he, he, a lot of that gets erased. And um, yeah, I liked I liked all of it. I tried to watch that last one, but I, I Joel McHale. I got five minutes in, and I said I can't. Really? I'm not on this. I just <laughs> really? I, couldn't, I, I couldn't watch. I it. liked it. I saw so I saw people who were not happy with it. It was getting some some pretty shitty reviews. But I don't know. I didn't I didn't think it was that bad. And what what is his show called about? Is it Tiger Talk? I can't remember like what well, it is. Well they just released like another episode of Tiger King. That's what it's they called Tiger it. But King. it was it's Tiger Tiger King and I. Yeah, oh yeah, that's what go. it is. Okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So witty. I, I've Joe, heard what does that, that reference mean? None of those lot, people get that reference. A lot of people, yeah, there's a mixed he, he's Bad. definitely an acquired taste, I guess, Joel McHale. Some people love him, some people don't. I, I, I like him. him. I, like I liked him. him on community because I mean he played such a smarmy asshole and everything, but it was uh, you know, one of those like, oh, he came around, he's human after all. I, I liked that character. Well, um the, and then the soup is fantastic. Like yeah. when he was on the soup, it was great. 
I don't think it's an indictment on him. It's just maybe just because it seemed like I, I'm just I guess I'm tired of watching people on TV on Zoom. And I yeah. thought I didn't oh, know that, that, that was it. what it would be. <laughs> and um, I just I didn't even need to see people. in. I, I was hoping it would stay, be more in the documentary style and show us yeah. some stuff. Show All us a TV. lot. There's, oh, there's going to be go so ahead. much great stuff on the cutting room of that show. They filmed so much stuff with that guy. I was hoping it would be more of, oh, you really like the the weird stuff? Because we there's a lot of stuff we cut out, but it wasn't that. It so. did just feel more like a bonus feature, kind of. Well, well if you... If you get on YouTube, you can find a lot of the uncut stuff. I was actually watching this morning about that whole time Jeff Lowe screaming at him and they're videotaping like when he embezzled all that money. Like it's forty. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna give appreciation to the editors of Tiger King maybe for making it as concise as they did, even though there's a little, seven long episodes. Uh, that that show is edited very well. well and it, another part of sucking you in i'm a little bit pissed still that they they didn't ever admit that it wasn't him singing any of the music like they acted like it was literally him like that they never mentioned that was that was the best part about it for me too i was like oh my god he's a country singer that was part of the whole folk hero part where i was like wow this guy really sings but i'll 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 admit this morning um because i had to work i I popped on that wondery uh tiger king podcast just to see because it it is interviews with carol baskin and joe and others and um yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, they they definitely out that on there as well. Yeah, it's that that makes me that that's the only thing that makes it a little harder to trust the documentary now is that something as simple as and non as poor, not as really not important as him being the voice of the actual music that they just left that out. And I wonder what else they just left out of the documentary. He lied about that for so long too. As, as um as that that man who wears the fedora, who was the, uh, the reality <laughs> star, the reality TV show producer, he was the one who brought it up on the thing I listened to, where he's like, "Is that really you singing? That's actually really good." We could. He's like, "Yeah, man, it's me. I wrote all that." And then at some point, something came out that it was like a I don't know, like a Christina Aguilera lyrics or something were in one of them. He's like, "You wrote oh, that?" God. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, well, yeah." He hired a songwriting duo to write these songs and perform them and record them for him for the zoo and they did it with no intention of of ever they didn't know that he was going to use these songs and say that it was him singing he just did it he yeah, paid them for the music, he, and then he, he just was like, yeah, this is me now. He whispered over the main, kind of whisper sang over the main track to kind of give it his inflection and stuff. I've heard. Woke oh, up wow. this morning with the sunshine in my eye. That yeah. song is a banger, though. That song <laughs> is a banger. I haven't heard. You guys have a confession. I haven't watched this show at all. Oh, oh stop what you're doing. Yeah, Drea, <laughs> okay, I'll Drea, just jump you off need the podcast leave. right yeah, now. You like, jump bye. off right now and go watch Tiger King. No, Dre is staying true. Dre is keeping in the lane of this program and and, and the Unbelievers podcast. And if she's going to take time to watch something, it's going to be either Momo or Walking with Tall Whites or something. Right. I have been just binging on everything paranormal, all kinds of ancient aliens, ghost hunters, dead files, uh, these woods are haunted, like all of that stuff. I've just been streamlining like... Or mainlining into my veins with an IV. Oh, yeah, woods are haunted. Since, I definitely want to get into that. Since yeah, we're talking yeah. about that, I, I'll just give a quick recommendation. I just watched a show that's very parallel uh, to Unbelievers podcast and uh, just this weird paranormal stuff that we're into uh, on Amazon called uh, Tales from the Loop. It's a brand new show oh. that just came out, and it's about uh, a little town that's pretty much built on top of a secret laboratory. Um, what? I watched and, the first one about the, uh, the awesome. young girl and, and her. Um, I won't spoil it, cool. but it was very yeah. good. It was good. It's cool. It's like a mixture between like Black Mirror and 
lost and kind of stranger things but it doesn't oh. have the vibes of any of those shows it's its own thing um, but, but it's, it's like very it's much it's, it's it's a scripted, scripted show, show and like, it's okay. a, it's a scripted show and it's it's got a, a full story like the whole season is a story that plays out but the, it's just very well written very well interweaved the characters are great and uh it's it's a great like if you love time so travel awesome. stories and you you're looking for something that's a story that's a little bit different um than the other time travel stories you've seen in the past this is like a completely new take it, on the genre I think. it is a new take and the one vibe that i got from it was um fallout it was like it's a, oh, yeah um, yeah it has the vibe of, of old old 50s tech but you're not quite sure where you are because you're seeing modern things very modern things mm-hmm. time traveling's evolved it does seem uh, this, this, as far as technology wise, very, very inspired by Fallout. Yeah, That's it is. Awesome. It's definitely it's it's in that same world. Um, but I, I highly recommend it. Check it out. Tales from the Loop. You guys cool. heard you guys heard it first here on the podcast. So <laughs> in wrapping this up, I'm gl- glad you guys were able to come on and talk about these stories with me. If you people have you if you haven't heard the Unbelievers podcast, where can they find the Unbelievers podcast? Rob. Oh, I'll guess I'll say uh, yeah. Anyway, you can find <laughs> podcasts. Uh, <laughs> of course, anyway, you can find podcasts. I'm pretty sure we're on most of the podcast hosting platforms, and also uh, go follow us on uh, Twitter at Unbelievers Pod, Unbelievers Podcast, Instagram, and we got UnbelieversPodcast.com. We do weekly polls, so you can find our episodes and polls there. Yeah, I will say too. Um, if you listen to us on the Spreaker website, Spreaker.com slash you know show slash the unbelievers podcast with hyphens um we have a chat room that people you know every now and then there's like a good amount of people that show up to chat during the initial broadcast on wednesdays at 10 p.m eastern yeah yeah, yeah we're we are, we're we doing twitch streaming too where we watch fun videos so come uh, follow us on twitter or something and we could when we announce when we do those exactly we're on twitch now uh twitch.tv slash the unbelievers podcast um randomly we're on there watching videos and stuff so come hang out with us and uh, and say what's up in there. If you guys like what you hear, you can join their Patreon t- or Patreon too, right? Oh, you yeah. guys got a oh, Patreon. Yeah. We, we do. got a Patreon. And super super grateful for all the people who um, subscribe to that because it keeps us going. You know, it keeps it helps us to you know st- uh, stay on with the broadcasting, and that's like the fees that just kind of come along with the cost of uh, of doing the show. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, guys, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy quarantine day. <laughs> Not at <laughs> all. That's what else I'd rather be doing. Some, talk about some high strangeness. We love it, and I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, thank thanks you. for having us, Brandon. Thanks for having us, man. It's always a pleasure. So, Annie, after listening to that first story, what did you think of the first story about the alien pancakes? The alien pancakes, um, it sounds like he had been smoking some ganja and really wanted pancakes and just hallucinated little green men. That's what I think. But they weren't that little. I mean, they were five. He describes him as five feet tall. He's like, he was a little man. He's five feet tall. And I'm like, well, that's only five inches taller than me. So, or smaller than me. I guess I'm used to mountain people. But yeah, I've never visited the international house of alien pancakes so i don't have any expertise on that one that's pretty I'm, funny I'm actually <laughs> well and we talk about in the story too how he pulls out in the video that we talked about we discussed he pulls out this little tupperware container like i guess what tupperware containers look like back back in the day and he flips it open and those he pulls bright out. orange things that you never got the lids off of they no look, it was yeah. just this white plastic thing and he <laughs> pops it open and he pulls out this like i don't know it looks like they just took dough and threw it on the or flour pancake mix and threw it on the skillet and just spread it everywhere. That's what it, he pulls it out and it's got all these little holes in it. And he's like, this is the pancake. Yeah. It just sounds like he'd been smoking something and 
really got in the mood for some pancakes. But it was good to have the unbelievers on again. We always have a good time whenever we sit down and talk, whether I'm, you know, doing their show or they're on doing our show. We they always have incredible. a good time. We talked a little bit after we got done, you know, recording, and I'm pretty sure they might all be coming to the Mothman Festival if it happens. Yes. Let's hope that uh, everything's not in quarantine. The the COVID-19 is gone and we can actually have Mothman Festival and things get back to normal. So if they, you know, if things aren't totally back to normal by then and they're still having Mothman Festival, then we all have to wear little masks that look like aliens, right? Which could make Mothman Festival even more interesting because it's just going to look like, you know, 50,000 aliens walking down the street of Point Pleasant. That would be pretty sweet. Actually. I think it That's would a be. a good idea, yeah. Yeah. So if you come to Mothman Festival this year, please wear, wear your COVID-19 masks so we all look like we're in like you know fallout or something like that which is one of the games that they they always have the fallout guy there the big guy dressed like fallout so as we come to an end of the episode we hope you guys enjoyed having the unbelievers on we're so happy that they were on you heard all where to find them you can find them anywhere you download podcasts just like us uh it's a great show if you want to if you don't understand what the show's about then you start with the unbelievable podcast you get through all those episodes and you have the unbelievers podcast You've heard us talk about them a bunch on this show and give them some love. So guys, as we come to an end of the episode, we hope you enjoy listening to some of these stories. We're trying to keep you entertained during this quarantine. We know that people don't really sit around and listen to podcasts while they're sitting at home. You know, there's TV, there's Netflix, there's all kinds of other things to do, but we wanted to tell you some stories. If you have stories that you want on the show, please email us serial spirits at AOL.com. Cause as you can hit the last couple episodes, we've, you know, we've done a couple listener stories and we've talked about stories that we found. We want to keep people entertained and we want to keep all this high strangeness and all this crime creepiness out there. So send us an email. I mean, Annie loves hearing the stories too. And oh, we do. So Hit us up. And uh, Annie, you got any final thoughts? Anything you want to add before we go? No, everybody, we love you. Hang in there. Everything's going to be back to normal soon. I refuse to believe all these commercials that say this is going to be our, quote, new normal. I want to punch all of those people in the face for saying stuff like that. But hang in there. You know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. And uh, just keep listening to your podcast. We're here for you. We are here for you. We're in the same boat you are, and we just want you to be happy and safe and healthy. So until next time, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Serial Spirits, the podcast. Find us weekly on all your podcasting platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you subscribe. Our theme song was written and produced by Annie Weibel for Serial Spirits, the podcast. Check us out on Facebook at www.facebook.com backslash Serial Spirits. You can always find Serial Spirits on www.paranormalwarehouse.com. Check out all the amazing shows that Paranormal Warehouse has to offer. Also on Twitter at Serial Spirits. Guys, be aware and be safe. We'll see you next time. Oh, oh, oh.